Okay, well, I wanted to give you all a little bit of uh, instruction, a little, and a few pointers on writing uh, your paper uh, for part three of the behavior modification project. Um, if you remember when I first gave you this project um, a few weeks back, uh, I gave you all the instructions and it's all posted there on Blackboard, um, but I didn't spend much time talking about the paper itself because that was still going to be kind of far off into the future uh, because, you know, you had to have several weeks of collecting data and stuff like that beforehand. And so my plan was to come back, you know, later to a class later on and uh, uh, talk about some of that stuff. But, you know, our plans seem to have been changed for us. And so, um, so I'm just recording a little thing for you here. Um, the um, important things to know about, um, about your paper for uh, behavior modification. Um, notice that the, um, the assignment uh, altogether counts for 100 points, essentially equivalent to, you know, the weight of a test uh, in your um, overall semester average. The paper part of it uh, is um, the most heavily weighted part. It's uh, 75 out of the 100 points. Um, so that's really the most important part of it. Um, the um, What I'd like you to do is to think of this paper as you're writing a lab report, essentially. You did an experiment where you were the only subject, in a sense, and now you're writing up the results um, so that uh, other people can know what you did. Um, <clears throat> The um the only weird thing about that uh about thinking about it that way is that you are the experimenter and you're also the only subject, um and so I've kind of put you in a weird position with that and I realize that. Uh, so what I want to tell you is that um normally in writing like this you wouldn't use first person pronouns. You wouldn't say I did this and I did that. However, I'm going to say that it's okay to do that for um for this assignment just because it would be very awkward uh, otherwise to talk about yourself, you know, in the third person all the time. Um, so it's fine to uh, use first-person pronouns for this. The other most important thing that I want you to know about this is that the way that I'm going to be grading it is based on a rubric that you have. I've provided that rubric for you, and um, uh, and essentially it's based on the idea that um, that I want you to show particular information in particular sections of your report. So the overall structure of the report, um, having the headings right, and making sure that you've got some specific information under each of those headings is going to be crucial because that's really how the the rubric is set up to grade okay um so um what i've done for this assignment is i gave you a document that is a sample of a paper sample paper format um and that's in a word document that's um available to you on blackboard you know under this assignment uh, anyway um this um the sample document is really just to show the overall layout of things uh and the headings um the um the text within my sample is just garbage there's just like a little trick in word you can do to just fill in garbage data or garbage text um uh and um so really, you know, don't worry about what, what it says at all. In fact, don't even try to read it. It probably doesn't make any sense. Um, but what I want you to look at is, you know, the overall uh, layout of things, uh, how the abstract is indented, where the headings are, and stuff like that. So if you're able to right now, uh, take a look at that, um, uh, that document. Um, it's called Sample Paper Format. Uh, and when you open it up, uh, it's the title of this sample paper is Increasing Social Interaction Using Behavior Modification, a Case Study. Michael J. Laura, Wake Technical Community College, right? Um, <clears throat> so, um, 
<clears throat> excuse me, since you have this document uh, where I've laid out a sample, you could really just use this as the start of your own uh, report. You wouldn't necessarily have to start with a blank sheet. You could start with, um, with this and uh, take out my garbage text and fill in your meaningful text. Uh, and then you would have the, um, the layout with the uh, headings all in place and stuff like that. So the first thing that you want there is your, your title. Don't just use my title, because it's not going to be the same as yours. Uh, your title should be uh, boring but descriptive. Essentially, you know, it doesn't have to be anything flashy. Just let them know what your study is about. The next thing that I have um, uh, there is my name and my current affiliation, uh, where I'm currently working. You, your current affiliation is also going to be Wake Technical Community College, so you can just replace my name with yours. The next section that is indented on either side uh, is the abstract. Now, um, the abstract doesn't have a heading that says abstract. Um, the uh, the next uh, set, uh, segment of the report, that's the introduction, also the um, heading doesn't show up there. Uh, so in the description for the assignment, I put those in brackets uh, as just a reminder of that. All the other headings are actually going to show up in the report. The abstract is indicated by the um, by the indentation on both sides. And then the next uh, regular set of text just starts the introduction. Now, the abstract is a very important part of a research paper, but it's not something that you usually do in any other kind of writing other than scientific writing. And so you may not have any familiarity with writing an abstract. And so let me tell you this, um, don't write the abstract first. Even though it's gonna appear first in your report, Wait until you're finished writing your report and then come back and write an abstract and put it in that spot. And the reason I say that is because an abstract is not an introduction. Um, it's essentially a summary of the whole report. So I think it's good to write the whole report first before you go back and write the abstract. Um, you see, abstracts are really supposed to summarize the entire report, including some things of how you studied some things, and also some of the findings. So, you, you know, this is not like um, uh, you're writing for an English class. You know, you don't have to build up uh, dramatic tension or anything like that. Go ahead and tell the results right away in the abstract, right? You're going to be giving some stuff away like that. Um, and, um, and so, like I say, since it summarizes the whole thing, I'd say write the rest of the thing that you're going to summarize first, and then come back and fill in the abstract um, later on. Uh, abstract uh, is about a paragraph, and it really should be written so that it can stand alone. Uh, there are, if you've ever looked for research um, articles online, uh, a lot of times you can find the abstract, but you can't get the full text of the article. Abstracts are there so that you can tell if it's worth it for you to go get the full text of the article. Um, there are professional journals that all they do is publish the abstracts from other article from articles in other journals right so that you can see all these very quickly and uh, figure out what you'd like to look more into so the abstract is a summary of the whole thing that's going to tell some of the results um, uh, and um, so like I say wait and write that last even though you're going to put it first um, the next seg the next section is the introduction um, as I said a minute ago, the um, introduction heading uh, doesn't show up. Uh, the introduction is just the first uh, regular part of the text. Now, one of the things about the, the rest of the research 
um, organization from here on is that it's roughly chronological. It's roughly um, telling the story of what you did. So the introduction is essentially telling why you did the study that you did. So essentially stuff that had happened before you did the study. So here you can talk about things like why you decided to choose the particular target behavior that you hit, you did, um, why you decided to choose the particular uh, reward or punishment that you did, uh, that kind of stuff, right? So you're essentially uh, leading into the study that you're um, that you're that you've done. The next section is um, is the method section, and here the heading method does appear, right? Uh, so that's showing the where the uh, introduction ends and the method section starts. In the method section, you want to give uh, some fairly detailed information of exactly what you did in order to do this study. Um, uh, a method section should include enough procedural, methodological information that anybody else could pick up your study and replicate it. That is, they could do exactly the same thing that you did, you know, if there was any doubt about your, your results or if they wanted to try it in some other way or something like that. Now, what that means then is you got to write stuff in the method section that you know that other people might not know. Um, and so I want you to kind of put yourself in the shoes of somebody else who would be who doesn't know anything about your uh, your behavior modification study. To you, it might seem patently obvious how you kept track of your data over the weeks and how you recorded it and when you recorded it and um, how you measured particular things and, you know, all the things like that. Um, but to somebody who doesn't know your program, they don't know that. And, um, and there are plenty of different ways that you could have done those things. And so for your method section, you re really need to specify exactly how you did it. Even if it's just, I kept a scrap of paper in my left pocket and made a hash mark every time I chewed on my nails during the day and tallied it up at the end of the day and put it into an Excel sheet and then got a new sheet for the next day or whatever it was that you did um, uh, so that you can give that amount of detail. The next section in your report is the results section. Now you might notice from my sample report that I don't actually have any any text, any um, narrative in my results section. Um, and that's okay, you don't have to. Uh, what you do need is a graph. Uh, you need to be able to graph your data for the entire 28 days of your program, so showing uh, the seven days of your baseline and then the 21 days of your program data. I want this all in one graph. And um, and the easiest way to do this is the way that I've set it up in my sample report, where it's really just a bar graph for each day. Uh, so there's um, there's one data point for each day. Uh, some of those are zero data points, but um, uh, but you can see how uh, this person's number of social contacts changed over some time. Um, in behavior modification, a lot of times a graph like this, a behavioral graph, is going to be the main way that we. Uh, evaluate whether or not the, the study worked. Um, and that's part of the reason why the baseline recording was so important. Here we can have this all in one graph to compare baseline and program levels. 
Now, you um, <clears throat> uh, you definitely want um, either a bar graph or a, I guess you could do a line graph for this, um, <clears throat> but um, but don't do anything like pie charts. Pie charts don't work for this kind of data, right? It doesn't make any sense uh, to group it into a pie chart. And make sure that you have data points for every day. Uh, don't um, uh, don't consolidate that into weekly things because that's not enough data points, right? It only gives you uh, four points. Um, uh, let's see, uh, you are welcome to use what, whatever kind of, um, uh, application you want to, to make your, uh, graph. Um, graphs are pretty easy to make in Microsoft Excel. Uh, if you don't know how to do that, it's worth figuring some things out and it's not really that hard. Um, if you're, um, if you're unable to do that or don't want to, uh, do a graph in Microsoft Excel, um, then you could really just do, a uh, graph by hand, um, you know, write it on some loose paper or graph paper if you have it, and uh, insert a photograph into your of it into your report, right? Um, so you know, it doesn't have to be anything real fancy. What I'm mostly looking for is that all the data is there, all that it's it's all in a visual format, um, so that you can look at uh, evaluating whether or not the program worked. Um, if you do need uh, some uh, narrative to explain some things in your results, uh, in your graph, that's fine. You can put it in the results section, but, um, but you wouldn't necessarily have to because most of that, most of that description of it is going to come in the last section of text, which is the next section. The heading is discussion. In the discussion section, you're talking about, you're essentially, um, uh, reflecting on what happened in your report. So remember that thing about chronological order that in the introduction you're saying what you're going to do, in the method you said you said what what you were um what you're actually doing, in the results you showed what happened, and in the discussion you're going back and trying to make sense of it all, uh reflecting on the whole experience, what worked and what didn't. Uh why did it work? Why did it not work? Uh so the discussion section is pretty important. I um I understand that a lot of times uh teachers now will ask you to write, you know, some sort of reflection on an experience kind of thing. And that's mostly what the discussion section is going to be. It's going to be making sense out of what you did, uh, what you learned from it, why it worked or why it didn't. Um, it is not necessarily a problem for your grade if your behavior modification program didn't actually work the way that you planned for it to work. Um, so what I mean is if your program failed or wasn't successful, that isn't necessarily going to mean that you get a bad grade, but you would have to, um, if it didn't work, you would have to tell me in some detail in the discussion section, why it didn't work, what went wrong and how could you make it better in the future? So, uh, so it didn't work this time, but I could fix it by doing this, that, and the other thing, right? So you got to be able to see, to say how you would do it in order to make it work in the future. Uh, let's see, the last section is the references section. Now, in my sample, I listed three references. Um, uh, most of you will probably really just have one reference there. Um, <clears throat> part of the instructions were to <clears throat> excuse me, part of the instructions were to um, look at some sections in your textbook. And so uh, your textbook should be one of your references. Um, I've listed your textbook there, but actually in that sample, I have the wrong version of your textbook. So you'll have to fix that uh, reference if you're going to use 
um, my document does your sample, um, and then take out the others because you didn't use those other references. Um, you are welcome to use other references be besides your textbook here if um, if you want to in writing your paper. Where that would probably come up is if in the introduction section you had talked something about you know about the scope of the problem sort of thing. Uh, you know, 52% of college students have a problem with social anxiety. That's not true, but I just made that up. Uh, or whatever it is. Uh, and you, and so you're st sort of establishing why you did this study overall. Um, then, you know, if, if you were quoting statistics like that, uh, then you would have to have a source for those. And so you would have to list that in the references. Um, or something like that. But um, but since this is original research, you don't really have to have a whole lot of references. I do want you to reference your textbook here, uh, but, um, but you don't necessarily have to have anything other than that. Uh, references should be in um, uh, a recognizable format, uh, either APA format or MLA format. Um, uh, don't just type in a web link or something like that. That's not a reference. Uh, I'm not particular about which standard format you use, um, as long as you stick to a standard format that lists all of the um, uh, information there. Uh, let's see, um, for um, the paper, I would strongly recommend, as I say, writing the abstract last, because it's the summary of everything else. Go back and put that in. Once you've done that, go to, into uh, Blackboard and view the rubric. Uh, view the rubric that tells you how I'm going to be grading this. Uh, essentially, I've set up the rubric in order to be able to grade your papers as objectively as possible, right? So that's not just, hey, what do I think about this? But uh, I'm going to be looking for some very specific things in very specific parts. And so what that means is that um, I have to tell you what those parts are, and I mean, what those things are and what the parts are. And so uh, you can really use the rubric to pre-grade your own work before you turn it in. And then if there's something missing, then you can go back and fix it and pre-grade it again to see um, uh, how it um, uh, how it matches up to the rubric. So um, uh, so I would um, I would use rubrics whenever uh, teachers give you access to them. Teachers don't always do that, but um, but they do a lot now. And so um, I think it's a good idea to uh, to look at those rubrics. They can really help you out to know what you're being asked to do for the assignment. Uh, then what you do for this assignment is just upload your paper to Blackboard uh, under the uh, assignment submission attach a file um, uh, and um, and that's going to need to be in doc format uh, or PDF format uh, uh, Blackboard takes a few other formats but um, but those are the ones that are safest to stick to uh, Blackboard doesn't read uh, pages format so if you're using a Mac um, make sure that you save your document as um, a document a DOC format or DOCX uh, or a PDF or something like that um, before uploading it um, once you upload it uh, uh, to Blackboard, you should be able to preview it in the preview window. And if there's nothing in the preview window, I won't be able to see it degraded. Um, so, um, so that's uh, your way of knowing ahead of time what I'm actually able to see degrade. Okay, um, that's about all I wanted to tell you for um, for this. Um, please let me know if you have any questions. Uh, you could certainly put those questions in the uh, discussion board, um, because if you've got a question about this, eh, chances are somebody else has the question too.
right? Um, so I look forward to uh, reading your papers, and let me know if you have any questions.